like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Karen Weary. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. And that means that I can work with you from no matter where you are in the world, which is a beautiful thing that we don't have to be limited. I am a huge fan of options and opportunities. And there we have it right there. It's a beautiful thing. And as the introduction says, that this show is all about healing. There is so much pain in the world, not just now, but always, there always has been. And the thing that most people, they just want to skip right on over is just, just that's in the past. You leave it behind, just, you know, pretend it isn't there and go on. And the problem with that, which I believe I did a show a long time ago about emotional constipation, that's what I call it, what most people they suffer from. Because a lot of people, they want to put all kinds of diagnoses. Oh, they're bipolar and they're nice narcissist and this, that, and the other, anxious and depressed and this, that, and the other. But a lot of what all of that is, is life events that have happened that even when people, they have done their best to try to process things, many people haven't, or they have tried to do so, but it's deeper and more stuck than what you can just do with positive affirmations and journaling and all those other beautiful things. And it just requires a little bit more there was something that fell. Huh. Um, a little bit more uh, in-depth work to get there. And so when people skip that part or just try to convince themselves or other people that uh, it's just in the past, just you know, move forward. And what people usually do then is they get caught up in distraction, 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 whether it's, you know, going on a spending spree or, you know, uh, drowning it on with alcohol or, you know, just staying busy, 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 busy. So you never have a moment to stop and think and feel uh, or, you know, you know, distracting yourselves with sex and all kinds of things. There's all kinds of ways that people, they um, use things to distract themselves from the pain. And the more you try to distract from it and avoid, guess what? The stronger the hold is on you. So you're doing yourself a disfavor and and really making things worse when you don't do the healing that is required. You just end up in more pain and more trouble, causing more pain to other people as well because it affects how you are in all of your relationships with your family, with your kids, with future partners, uh, all kinds of things. Because I'm talking about future partners, because the topic for today's show is recovering from divorce and building a an exceptional life 
after that. Because a divorce, let's just face it, happens about 52% of, of marriages uh, end up in divorce. And there are so many reasons for it. And there are many people who uh, look at that as that's an epic failure. Well, there are a lot of factors that go into that. And you, you, I think it's really important to not just take an overall approach and say, this is, this is horrible. Because sometimes there are people who really need to not be together, whether it's because it's an abusive relationship or whether it's because you got together at a different time in your life, maybe one or two decades ago and you were different people and you grew in different directions. And, you know, and, and sometimes people just aren't meant to be together forever. And may have gone into this relationship with the highest and best intentions of doing so. And the fact is, we have to look at what is going on here and now and go with that because you're not in the past. <laughs> this is where, where we do have to stay in the present moment uh, and, and look at what is really going on here. Sometimes there's just complete gridlock lock that is impossible to resolve because it does take two people to resolve something. And sometimes, again, some people are just totally frozen in the spot where they are and are unwilling, maybe incapable, incapable of opening themselves up, in at least in this moment, to new ways of thinking, doing things, new ways of growing, all that kind of thing. And when you're with somebody who is growing and open, it, it, you know, it, it becomes like you're dragging around dead weight when you're the one who's growing. And for the other person, it's extremely frustrating because here you are, status quo, and you want to have your other person being status quo because that feels comfortable. Feel comfortable in your tiny little comfort zone. <laughs> and here this other person has the nerve to step out of that comfort zone and go way beyond. I mean, really, who does that? <laughs> it happens a lot. So when it comes to divorce, and like I said, about 50% of marriages end up in that space, there's always two parties. There's one person who wanted the divorce, maybe reluctantly so, uh, because it is painful. It's hard to make that decision to break up a family and, and hurt the other person's feelings and, and all of that stuff. And then there's the other person who didn't want it and maybe was completely blindsided, thought they were in a happy marriage and found out that they weren't. It was a one-sided happy marriage. Go figure. Some people are really good at holding up a facade, which is, again, when you think about it, if that is the relationship that you're in, the marriage that you're in, you're in a relationship or marriage with somebody you're happy, you think that you're with somebody who's also happy, they're obviously able to, uh, they're or not able to be open and transparent with you. Is that the kind of marriage that you want to, a life that you want to continue to live? So 
while in that moment, you can be in shock, you can be blindsided when you discover or you're told that your uh, partner wants a divorce. It can be scary, you can be angry, you can be, be depressed. It really is a grieving process that you go through. And grief is can feel like your heart was just ripped out of your chest and somebody stomping all over it or stabbing it at the same time. It can be very painful and it can last a while, but what are some things that we can do to make it not continue on and to make it not last a long time because who really wants to stay in that space for very long? Uh, well, some people make choices, maybe subconsciously to spend a lot of time there because there are people who sometimes decades later and they're even in brand new, oh, not, well, not necessarily even brand new, they're in relationships that are you know, another 10 year long, and they still carry anger and bitterness towards their ex from a long time ago. And that really isn't fair. It's not fair to yourself, because you're obviously miserable. It's not fair to your new partner. It's not fair to your ex. It's not fair if you have children. It's really not fair to anybody to stay in that space. It's like, uh, you know, allowing yourself to be floating around in toxic battery acid. All of that anger and bitterness is long-term because it's those are normal emotions to have and there's nothing wrong with having the emotions. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, all emotions are normal and natural. It's what we do with them. And do we get stuck in them? Because feeling them is one thing, Getting stuck in them is a whole different ballgame. We, we preferably, and this is what I teach people that I work with, want to acknowledge and feel the feeling, even if it sucks, but when we acknowledge and feel the feeling, then we can get to a place where we can allow that feeling to flow through you, as in not getting stuck as opposed to getting stuck, because that's where a lot of problems start. And when it comes to, you know, and, and if you're the person who, uh, whether you're the person who initiated or the divorce or not, you may feel guilt feelings. There's so many feelings that, that roam around there. Oh, it, I must have not been a good wife or not been a good husband. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, a lot of guilt feelings, which then can lead into, if you have children, parenting out of guilt, which is always a really bad setup for, you know, starting a lot of problems, behavior problems with your kids later on down the road, if you are parenting from a place of guilt. That's kind of another whole topic that I could actually have a whole show on, but just to real quick touch on it, uh, the problem with um, parenting from guilt is that then parents are letting kids get away with things that they really shouldn't 
be getting away with. There are no consequences because, oh, I feel guilty because I divorced and now I'm a single parent and this, that, and the other. But kids need you to be strong. When you are strong, even when they are resisting you being strong (laughs) and they are not wanting to follow the rules, but they need you to be strong because that makes them feel safe. And that of their appreciation for you many times comes way long after, maybe sometimes not until they have their own kids. In my case, I was lucky that for some strange reason, I'm so shocked that my son early on uh, recognized that and appreciated verbally to me how he was happy that uh, I'm a strong parent for him. Because <laughs> trust me, whew, I had to be really strong with him. There was a lot of tough loving going on in the first years. But because I did it in the first years, I first two, three, four, five, six years, that's set the course for the rest of, of you know, his uh, upbringing. He's 16 now. So, uh, so anyway, when we are in that guilt place, again, it's another normal part of what a lot of people go through when they are getting divorced. And again, acknowledge and feel the feeling and then let it flow through you. So again, if you, um, you also have to recognize that you are a different person now than you were when you first got together with your person, your, your either ex or soon to be ex, uh, because it may have been 10 years, it may have been 20 years, it could be however long. For me, it was 22 years. <laughs> there was a whole different world out there when I got divorced from when I first uh, met him. And, and started dating because when we first started dating, there were no cell phones. Well, there were, but the big giant blocks, bricks that, you know, cost a arm, you know, an arm and a leg to have. So not many people had those. There was really no internet, certainly no dating sites or anything like that. So dating was a completely different ballgame then than it is now. So you also have the option with everything you always have a choice and this is another piece that a lot of people they leave out or they forget because uh, which is another problem when it comes to parenting out of guilt guess what the kids do they don't take responsibility for anything because you didn't give them any responsibility you didn't make them take responsibility for their behaviors. And that is a big, giant, huge piece of that is so important to instill in human beings, starting from as young as possible. And and that, you know, then reflects and shows up as an adult because uh, when we live in a society where people refuse to take responsibility for their own behaviors, we, uh, there's a lot of problems, you know, I mean, 
honestly, a lot of that happens with with all the legalities that we have going on. We, you know, oh, I slip and fall. Oh, I, I stepped on this banana and, and I slipped and fell. Well, that's the store's fault. Well, not really. It's it was my fault for not watching where I'm going. <laughs> So, so when we ha- live in a society where everybody wants to sue everybody for every little tiny thing, then guess what? Now we ha- we've added extra layers of of expenses and and worries and stressors that are totally really unnecessary. Uh, okay, that's my personal opinion, but there it is. <laughs> so there are. Five steps that I'm going to be sharing about how to initially um, get you to a better place uh, when it comes to going through a divorce. And then in the last segment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through how you can then build an exceptional life after divorce, because that is entirely possible if you choose to do so. Remember, you do have choices. Sometimes the choices that we see in front of us right now are not the choices that we want, but we do still have choices. We can pick which one is the least bad of the ones that I have in front of me, and I can pick that one, go down the road a little bit and try that on, see what comes up going down that road. And every day, every moment is another choice. So Sometimes we have to go down a road that we don't like for a little bit in order to get used to this new place. And then we have learned new skills and we have new experiences that then open up new opportunities and new, uh, new ways for us, new doors become available. So I'm going to talk with you real quick before we jump into a couple of messages about, talk about opportunities. There is Sunday evening, uh, my honey and I, we sat, we were doing our money. We are getting ready to purchase a new house that's being built. And we were going over our money situation. And we looked at our, each other after looking at us like, oh my God, what did we just do? We have just... Uh, you know, brought ourselves into 30 years of enslavement here. <laughs> and we have this software that is incredible that really takes all of the um, highest and best math skills and puts them into your pocket and puts every single penny to the best possible uh, way of helping you using four principles. It uses strategic payoff, it uses interest cancellation, interest float, and interest accumulation. And by the time that we were done plugging all of our stuff in there, it's like a financial GPS, really. What we discovered, instead of being an enslavement for the next 30 years, we actually will be paying off all of our debts. That's three mortgages and some credit, a little bit of credit card debt uh, and car loan in 9.1 years. And then it shows you how you accumulate wealth after that. If you continue to go ahead and put that money that you were paying to the banks away and in another uh, what was it, 15 years, there'll be a million dollars. But it also shows how much interest have we saved by following the instructions that it does. It's dynamic. It changes as, as your as situation changes. We are saving $233,000 if we follow the instructions as things are right now in interest. 
It is insane, but it's beautiful. <laughs> All right. So we are going to swing into a couple of messages and you're going to want to come back and learn more about how to overcome divorce and create an exceptional life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are indeed making some shift happen. And if you had heard me over the break, and I'll share that a little bit more. Um, well, I shared it right before we went to the last break. Uh, what kind of software that we did? We did some serious shifting in our financial situation with the software. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> I am your host, Karen Weary. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. And 
I work with people really on a very holistic uh, way because nothing is separate. You know, our financial life affects our emotional life, which affects our physical life, which affects our spiritual life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, it's all connected. And when we are in survival mode, then we do not function very well. So today we are talking about recovering from divorce and not just recovering from divorce. We're talking about how do you then create an exceptional life, which that piece will be in the last segment. Right now, we are going to talk about the five steps that will be the first five steps just to get you through the divorce over the initial shock and and in, into a better place. And remember that this is up to you. And whether you are the person who initiated the divorce or whether you were the one that either was blindsided or didn't want it, but hey, you can't stay married to some, well, you can, it happens. <laughs> but do you really want to stay married to somebody who doesn't want to be married to you? That doesn't seem like a very good deal. And it is up to you. Do you want to stay bitter and angry for the rest of your life? Some people choose that. I don't know why, because it seems like a pretty darn miserable life. Or do you prefer to create the best life that you could create? Your choice. I chose number two <laughs> because I think I'm here to live the best life that I possibly can. And rather than being miserable. And when you are in a good place, guess what? It's contagious. Other people feel good when they're around you as opposed to the miserable, bitter, grumpy person who drags everybody else down in the dump. Who wants that? Now, the five steps are at first, it requires you, you may be just reeling from the information, hearing about it or getting the, the whiff of, oh, oh God, you know, we're, we're talking about divorce here, or you're the one who's initiating it. The acceptance, because again, there's many times a lot of guilt that comes with on either side, being the one who initiates it because you don't really want to hurt people. That was me. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody just because I don't want to be married to this person doesn't mean I want to hurt that person. I don't want to hurt anybody. That's not what I'm here to do, at least not on purpose. Um, and, but it's still not a good place to be. So sometimes it's, it's almost like having to, if you have gangrene in your arm and it can't be saved, then guess what? So that the gangrene doesn't spread, you got to amputate. And it's not pretty. You don't want to lose your arm but it's either that or let the gangrene spread. And sometimes the worst can be like that. Um, so it requires, the first step really is for anything is acceptance. And to accept the fact that, okay, even though I don't like it, you know, that may mean that, you know, you really do need to allow yourself, which really is step two, uh, allow yourself, take the time to reflect and think and feel and let those emotions come out, not come out spewing at other people or your ex or soon to be ex, but pour it into journaling. Go out in nature, 
spend time meditating, you know, do some sort of physical activity. That was worked wonders for me uh, when I was going through my divorce. Uh, it was to all of those emotions, all the sadness, all the emotional turmoil and all that kind of stuff to go out there and I was bicycling or any kind of physical activity felt really good because I'm allowing my body to do the work. I mean, you're kind of in fight, flight, uh, freeze mode, which means that you, your body really wants to move. So when you allow your body to move through it, you're burning off that energy. Plus, of course, as we all know, you're creating, uh, you're allowing your body to create endorphins and dopamine and acetylcholine and all these other great, awesome neurotransmitters that make us feel good. And uh, so that part is really important. And because the other piece is that unless you allow yourself to release all of those emotions, they, like I said in the first segment, they may get stuck. And you don't want these emotions stuck in you. They can show up as physical ailments. Maybe you have a lot of aches and pains and this, that, and the other. You go into the doctor and the doctor's prescribing medications and this, that, and the other. When in reality, it's just that you have all these emotions stuck. That's I see that so much when I do the modality that I do working with people. They one thing is that I always ask people, where in your body are you feeling this emotion? It's always somewhere. And as we are processing through, it disappears, it goes away. And uh, so it's a beautiful thing. Our body does store emotions. And we don't want those emotions to get stuck there, not those bad emotions, the negative emotions. So you may want to reach out for somebody who's a divorce coach or a, um, a mental health therapist to really get the professional help to help to get you through this because this is really challenging. It's like having the carpet ripped out from underneath you and your your whole life changes. You know, your financial situation, maybe your living situation, how, you know, what you do with your kids, uh, maybe even your friends, because maybe there are mutual friends and now your friends feel like they have to pick sides or who are they going to stay friends with. Um, so many things are changing in your life all at once. So it really is um, a whirlwind. And going to somebody professional who has no agenda other than wanting to help you get through this, they don't have a personal agenda, um, it can be something that's really important. And you know, one thing that I did also as I was going through uh, divorce and post-divorce was that I was very particular about who I spoke with what. For example, I have had one friend who was definitely still stuck in her anger and bitterness uh, at men um, from what happened when she uh, divorced. And so she always, uh, any time you said anything about men, it was like, oh, yeah, the, all men are like that. Mm, you can't trust any men, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't want that. I didn't want that because I know that's not true. All men are not the same. All women are not the same. And it's not fair. So just because your ex did something bad doesn't mean all men are that way. Um, and so I knew that's not what I wanted to feed 
just like the Native American story with, you know, which wolf are you feeding? The one that's telling you negative things or the one that's, you know, cheering you on. That's kind of my own little uh, abbreviated version of that story, but you get the idea. Um, and, And instead, what I did was I was very particular about picking who I spoke with. So I spent um, most of my time talking about divorce and feelings and and men and dating and all that stuff with a friend of mine that I knew was very neutral, very, you know, positive, um, had good, healthy boundaries when it came to uh, men and how she felt about them. And that was, that was huge. Because again, <clears throat> if you are, you know, already feeling a certain way, and that's what people are feel, feeding, if you're angry and you're bitter, and you talk with somebody who's angry and bitter, guess what? You're not going to feel better. Maybe you kind of like that somebody's agreeing with you, <laughs> but, um, but you're most likely going to stay angry and bitter as opposed to, yeah, get a different perspective so that because we're we're always it goes back to that part what i was saying with regards to taking responsibility taking responsibility for our choices taking responsibility for our actions taking responsibility for the consequences of the choices and actions that we made and owning it so when we stay angry and bitter we have not yet owned our own part in that peace the sooner we can do that and forgive ourselves and grow from it because where you've learned from it, the better we're going to be. And the more we're going to, the quicker we're going to move into the next uh, segment, which is how to create an exceptional life for yourself. The other part is, uh, number three is, don't make any big decisions during a crisis. Because again, you may very well be reeling in the beginning, and which means that you're kind of uh, caught up in a survival mode state. And it's really important, especially if you have kids, to keep things as stable and normal and routine-like as possible. Because the kids did not choose any of this. They did not choose to get in here in the middle of all this. Do not. And I strongly urge you, do not put those kids in between the two of you. Don't ask questions of what the other parent is doing. Don't, you know, you know, try to interrogate them to figure out what's going on. Don't badmouth the other person the other parent to your kids. It, you know, your kids love both of you and they don't deserve to be put in that position. It's so unfair. And the best thing that you can do is to take those kids and let them be kids. And you do your grown-up stuff around other grown-ups. That means put all your grown-up stuff on the shelf when you're with your kids. And this is where uh, the divorce sometimes can come in really handy, especially when you do have another parent who is involved. I was fortunate to have that. When you don't have your kids, that is your time to do you. That is when you can go ahead and let it all out. You know, if you need to 
cry or, or scream or journal or meditate or stay in bed all day or complain to your girlfriends or whatever, because I'm not saying don't do any of those things. I'm saying feel it, acknowledge it, let it flow. <laughs> uh, but don't do that when your kids are there, please. I beg you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, back to don't make any big, don't necessarily start a new relationship. Don't quit your job <laughs> unless you already were planning on doing that before. Um, don't go on a big spending spree. Oh, I'm going to use all of our money. So there's nothing left for him or her. That's not right. Um, and because those are all distractions that are meant to relieve the emotional pain, but they're all superficial. They're, they don't, they're just really going to cause more pain honestly, and they're temporary. Um, and so um, stay out of court when it comes to the actual divorce itself as much as possible because now you have somebody who doesn't know any of you or any of the situation so much better when the two of you can work things out by being adults and, you know, handling your emotions as best as possible, which is where the uh, going through your emotions and doing a lot of the accepting and healing and whatever uh, during this process as much as possible. Um, and then later on down the line, number five is to forgive yourself and, and your ex. That's also part of owning your own behavior and your own part in the relationship. So we are going to roll into a couple of messages. You can find me on my at, at my website, www.insightscounselingcenter.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook, both under my personal name and under Insights Counseling Center. And I love to hear from you. I love to get your feedback, your questions, your um you know, your experiences, and um, so that I know how this has impacted you. And if this is something that resonates with you, or you know somebody who's in this situation right now, please do feel free to forward this to them so that hopefully they can get something from this so that they don't have to feel like they're flailing around. Um, and, you know, throw this, think of it as a, as a life jacket, and throw it out to them so that they have some a flotation device to hang on to during this uh, storm out there in the middle of the ocean uh, and so that they know there is hope, there is light, and things can get better when you choose to allow things to get better. And um, so, yeah, that's it for this segment. When we come back for the last segment, uh, this is where the really juicy stuff is going to come up. This is where we're going to talk about how do you make your life exceptional because it is entirely possible. And sometimes it's exactly what you needed in order to get there. We'll see you right after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. 
The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Shift Happens. I am your host, Karen Weary. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. So I can work with you to make breakthroughs happen no matter where in the world you are, as long as we speak the same language, that is. (laughs) So I speak Danish and English. So that's my limitation. (laughs) Um, Now, today, we are talking about how to recover from divorce and not just recover, but how to make an exceptional life after divorce. One of the things that happens, as we talked about in the first two segments, was that we can be totally lost. And, And after being with somebody for a long time, maybe after being a parent and everything, we can have sort of lost ourselves in that whole quagmire of, um, you know, being a parent and being a a life partner and busy with taking care of everything, work, kids, household, husband, wife type of thing. And we can totally have lost ourselves. So when you get divorced, now is the perfect opportunity to begin to explore who are you? Who are you? Maybe you never had the, the chance or took the time to discover who you are. Maybe you were really young when you got together. But now is the time to dedicate to yourself. And here's the funny thing. A lot of people think of taking time out for yourself and doing self-care as being selfish. 
I like to flip that around as a complete entire misconception and say that if you are not doing self-care, you are being selfish. If you are only focusing on your children and totally ignoring yourself, really letting yourself go, you're not doing your kids any, any favors because, first of all, you are showing them that you are not worthy of being respected. You're showing them that this is how you parent, which means that maybe they'll end up parenting like that too, putting themselves last. And I know we are probably brought up with the mentality of, oh, you got to put your kids first. I'm not saying ignore your kids. I'm saying take care of you first, just to use the old analogy of in the airplane that if you have dependence and you want to and something happens and we need the oxygen, you have to put the oxygen on yourself first because if you pass out because you can't breathe, you're not going to be able to take care of this kid that you're responsible for. And that concept is always true, even in your everyday life. And it shows, it shows. I, I, I was working with somebody actually who started to do this for herself. She was pretty much a single, she was a military wife. So, you know, basically a single mom for most of the time. And, um, and as we started working together, we were clearing it. We were doing some deep healing. And with that deep healing, there always comes clarity and confidence. And from that clarity and confidence, she began to just organically set more limits than she would with her daughter. And she would uh, take time for herself uh, and, and plan it uh, and tell her daughter that this is what mommy's got to do. Mommy's going to take some time for herself. And what she found after a short period of time of doing that, that her daughter was much more respectful of her. Not that she was necessarily disrespectful before, but she took her for granted. And now that she was, the mom was taking better care of herself and she was setting boundaries and telling her daughter that I need time for me right now. We have spent a lot of time together and now it's my time to do me. And her daughter started treating her and seeing her from a whole different perspective. It's like, oh, Oh, okay. So this is what I'm talking about when it comes to self-care. You will instill more respect for yourself within your kids and other people around you, potential new new partners, um, because what you're saying to the world is, I am worthy. And that is a very important message to instilling your own brain as well as in other people and it doesn't mean that you're better than it just means no i am worthy and i deserve to be treated with respect this is an opportunity to focus on you and the more that you focus on you rather than your ex the better off you're going to be because there can be a very good tendency to, well, it's not a good tendency, uh, strong tendency would be a much better word to use here, to focus in on your ex. What's he doing? Where's he going? You know, stalk on the, on Facebook or whatever social media, Instagram or whatever you're using. Um, look at, looking up where they're going. This, that, and the other. Now people have trackers on each other. I was like, why would you do that? whatever. Uh, Don't do that. 
you know, don't go on the Facebook, maybe block them, unfriend them, whatever it is. Don't go, don't torture yourself that way. And when you find yourself starting to go down that path, thinking about him thinking about her, uh, turn it around and no, wait a minute, what am I doing for me? What am I doing for my personal growth, for my physical growth, for my emotional growth, for my spiritual growth? And then get involved in anything that has to do with that, whether it's praying or meditating or going to church or reading a book or listening to a podcast or going out in nature or talking to the certain friends that you can have those kinds of conversations with, signing up for a personal growth course, going to therapy, finding a coach, anything like that, that has to do with you focusing on you and making your life better, the best that it can be. Also know that uh, a failed marriage does not equal that you are a failure. You know what? As I said in the beginning of of this show, sometimes it's just not meant to be for a lifetime. You may have intended to do so in the beginning because you and the other person were different people back then. And here you are. It just means that things changed Maybe one person grew, the other person didn't, just things changed. And here, this is where we are. So no reason to cry over spilt milk. I'm not saying don't go through your um, your grieving period, do that, but don't keep crying over spilt milk and judge yourself for something that's just life. It's okay. We are here, spiritual beings having a human experience and Take every experience as just that. It's an experience. And what are we taking away from it? What is the takeaway from this situation? And when you begin to more consistently look at your life that way, you are going to not get sucked into these self-pitying, self-judging, dark, deep holes that do you no good. One thing that I think is a really good thing also is to go on a cleanse. Get rid of your clutter. You know, that has a whole energetic thing as well. Go on a physical detox cleanse. Get Do this whole thing because it's just good for us to go on a cleanse two or three times a, a year, a physical cleanse, detox. But it's just a great way to start a new life. And... Last but certainly not least, I would encourage you to envision what your ideal life is going to look like. What does your personal life look like? What does your social life look like? What does your home look like? Where do you want to be living? What is your lifestyle going to be like? What kinds of foods do you eat? Are you, what kinds of activities are you engaged in? Are you a engaged in creative things? Are you uh, engaged in in social things? Um, You know, what does your love life look like? Even if you're not diving right into dating and whatnot, at some point, I highly encourage, do not give up on love. This was one person, even if it was a second failed marriage, the if you do the healing work 
and you do that inner work, what I will just about guarantee you is that you will not be repeating the same mistakes that you did this last time. The reason why many people, they go in and they create the same relationship, or even if they're different relationships, but they don't work, is oftentimes because they're not doing that deep healing work. And when we do that, that is when we really get to um, a much better place in our life. And we do not recreate old stuff with new people. So when it comes to envisioning your ideal life, I really encourage you to have fun with it. Maybe you know, do a, a vision board and be creative with it. You know, go look through magazines, get some ideas, spend time while you're journaling to think of what do you want to feel like, you know, and, and when we really go into the feelings, because it's the feelings that will magnetize and pull in what it is that we want, um, as opposed to staying all cerebral up in our head about what it is that we want. So speaking of creating an exceptional life, I just want to share with you, I shared a little bit during commercial, um, what an experience it was to use the software that uh, I got. And uh, we were finally able to set it up this Sunday. And we were just looking at uh, all what our financial situation looks like before we set it up. And then after we had set it up, it was... <clears throat> night and day we went from going oh my god how are we going to handle this these three mortgages and this that and the other and to oh my god this is unbelievable we are going to be paid off and this is about adding it all up about four hundred thousand dollars worth of mortgages that are going to be paid off in 9.2 years may 30th no 20th 2030. Um, if we follow the program as things are right now, it's a dynamic program that uses four principles. It uses strategic payoff, interest float, interest cancellation, and interest accumulation. And there ain't nothing else out there <laughs> that will do calculations like this thing does. And it is always looking out for your best interest and where can we save and pinch interest and pennies and earn it and put it somewhere where it's, it's not, you know, adding up interest. And what popped out here in, in that time, you know, we, and this is not, you know, spending all of our money, you know, putting paying extra payments, this, that, and the other. Um, it's, it's very strategic as it says. And what we're going to do following the program as it is right now, we're going to be saving $233,000 in interest by following the instructions as things are right now. And it's going to change as our situation changes. But that is freaking amazing as opposed to paying, you know, 30 years on this. So this is how you, another way that you can live an exceptional life, which we're on the path to do right now. Uh, and you can then really go out there and shine your beautiful inner light and share your amazing talents that the world needs. We will talk with you next week. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.